0: On this episode of Sessions, we chat with Andrew Tyree, the founder of Coast to Costa, the travel agency that encourages you to live like a local. Tune in as we discuss the agency's roots and Andrew's five components for crafting unique travel experiences. Sessions by Matt Black, a podcast by and for the creative class focused on digging into the things that make brands and campaigns go from good to great. I'm Micah Haykoop, the Director of Operations here at Matt Black, and I'm here with Andrew Tyree, the founder of Coast to Costa. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? It's good to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm really pumped about this episode because the company you run is ridiculously cool. But before we get to that, we always do... Get to know you questions. Okay, so we're going to run through those really quick. Um, the first is, what is your drink of choice?
1: Uh, I, right now, I'm drinking ciders and sours. Okay, I'm kind of into. I got a little beard out over the earlier summer, and now I've switched to kind of ciders. So
0: when you, were, I'm gonna step back for a second. Sure. When you're in the beer phase, mm-hmm. you were a light beer. You're like an IPA guy
1: um, or I'm something. More, more on the more on the light beer me range too. of things. Yeah, me too. IPAs are a little skunky for my so, liking.
0: Okay, so then give give us like the 30 second course on finding an interesting cider or sour.
1: Um, I have a friend. I live in Highland Park, and I have a friend who opened a bar out there called Block Party, and they do it for me. They're okay. like, check this out. Try this new thing. They're all like, super educated beer guys, and just pass me stuff.
0: So, a quick plug for Block Party. Block Party Highland Park, Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on York. Go there. Yeah. Um, okay. Second, then, what's your comfort food?
1: Uh, comfort. You know, that's that's actually a really good question. Uh, fried chicken. I would go is kind of my go to. Fried Ooh. chicken, like old school mashed potatoes, like southern. Just heavy. Fried. Yeah. Heavy. 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 My <laughs> kind of guilty pleasure slash not embarrassed about it. There's a Popeye's like four or five blocks yeah. from my house and we like hit that up. My there's, wife and I will hit that up. There's no dope. shame in that. No, it's so good. We yeah. also have it's a Pop- really
0: we yeah. also have a Popeye's like four or five blocks from our house. So yeah. that is
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Popeye's a little expensive. You ever notice that?
1: Right? For kind of in the being in the fast food like I don't know, like fast food restaurant. You're looking areas? for a seven dollar meal. Yeah, seven
0: fifty. They're like eleven.
1: It'll be my wife and I. It'll be like twenty something dollars, and I'm like, wait a minute, twenty something. Yeah, and you could have gotten
0: old. salads from Sweetgreen or something. Sure, I'm like, but wait, that you is got that's got an <laughs> entirely tan meal from Popeyes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right, and then lastly, what are you binging on Netflix, HBO, oh. or that any streaming
1: service? Uh, any streaming service. We just finished Ozark on Netflix was it good dude yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. see it okay
0: no shade to Jason what's the what's the actor's last name uh Uh, Jason Bateman no shade Jason Bateman yeah dude hasn't been in anything good in a minute uh, and I feel like he's been missing. I a, don't know what he's a, been in. Arrested Development was See, incredible. Exactly, he's putting out movies and they're all terrible. Oh, he's doing like off, like Christmas oh,
1: party and right, like the bad, bo- horrible bosses. Horrible bo-
0: so horrible bosses, the first one I thought was like, like that? Okay. was good enough. Okay, and then everything else he's been in seems like <laughs> a, real a real miss. A real miss. Yeah. But I mean he's so Arrested Development's so great. Yeah. And then I think he has a production company now, so he's putting out a lot of his own movies. But Ozark's good.
1: Ozark's good. And and he's like like kind of a badass in it. He's not like funny and a nice guy. Yeah. Like tough.
0: What would you compare it to?
1: Um, it's kind of there's a little there's a little breaking bad kind of in it. But different setting, kind of different storyline, but Kind of but like a norm, normal dude, but normal up,
0: dude makes it makes tough, yeah, legal decisions. Exactly. All right, good. I will watch it then because yeah. I saw the billboards and I was like, Those look maybe, good. Yeah, yeah,
1: maybe, yeah, that's good. Um, I lasted like two days with it. We we're done, done, so. <laughs> done. it's that good. It's good. a two day,
0: um, so let's jump into it. I want to hear just to give everyone a baseline, um, what do you guys do over at Coast to Costa?
1: Um, so we make we create curated travel experiences for people in Spain, uh, Mexico, and Cuba.
0: And then, how did you pick
1: those places? Uh, I lived in Spain for years, okay. So I had to. I came back to San Francisco where I was living at the time after living in Spain for four years, and they wouldn't let me back in because their economy kind of tanked in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Oh. So I couldn't renew my visa to go back and work in Spain, so I had to kind of figure out a way around that, and I wanted to go back to Spain all the time. So I just started going with my friends, and then I was working in a Spanish restaurant, and then I kind of put all the contacts together and started making it into. a... Group travel experiences in Barcelona only, specifically.
0: Wow. Yeah. And so that's where it started. That's where it started. And so how many trips a year are you guys planning?
1: Uh, So 2018, my wife and I just kind of put together the 2018 schedule, and it's going to be seven of the group trips that I do. And so far, we have three private trips that we're sending people to different different places.
0: And then how, how big are the group trips?
1: Um, the group trips that that I go that I like lead are it's about 14 ish people and then myself and an assistant and then we have like a team of people in Cuba. There's like nice. five different people that we lead, like oh. work with there. Nice. And then yeah.
0: what's so what are you guys planning? Like it's the excursions, is it all of your meals like kind of cruise style like i mean obviously like all inclusive? obviously not that but yeah
1: so it's so sp- we're we're kind of shifting more into going to places where specifically cuba in 2018 um there's been a, a lot of like it opened up with obama And then Trump is kind of attempting to, to like, close it back up again. But we're license holders, so we are able to still legally take people there. Nice. So 2018, we're doing the Cuba stuff, like, almost only that. We're doing a couple Mexico ones, but mainly Cuba. Um, We basically, if you go there, you have to tick off boxes to make it kind of a cultural immersion educational trip, right? Um, So we plan activities. We have guides breakfast is included and like your, your lodging, you know, Mm. all the transportation, things like that. But we leave meals free because the benefit to group travel is like you get to meet new people and like kind of hang out with these new people and, and kind of like develop your own kind of group culture within sort of like a foreign culture of say Cuba. Yeah. Um, the downside of that is that sometimes you can just be around a group of people for too damn long and you get bugged. Right. percent Correct. And like, I'm a super extrovert and I love what I do and I love my groups, but like, I'm like, and I'm going to have lunch by myself. Like, bye. So I have kind of created it where some of the meal, like there's a welcome dinner that is like everybody together, like some big kind icebreaker. of big yeah. icebreaker. We get them drinks and get people kind of talking about stuff. I explain a lot of things and there's kind of a farewell dinner at this like beautiful farm on the, like the second to last day. Um, but for the most part, lunches and dinners are not in the package, let's say, because I want people to, bust out and explore on their own nice. and we want to kind of encourage that
0: yeah and then so what are the what's the age range you've had on these trips
1: um the youngest 24 um and then the oldest i think 60 i think like 67 wow there's a woman who's 67 who is like a badass though her name was nancy and everyone loved her and she was like let's keep hiking we gotta go come on and I was yeah, like, that's dang, amazing. Nice. She was like awesome. that's nice. yeah.
0: And so the last question I'll ask about this, sure. like, so can someone? Could someone like bring their kids? And be like, I'm doing the family trip, or are you guys like 21 and over? It's it's or 18, 18 and over. It's more
1: yeah. of an 18, 21 and over kind of thing. So like, typically the age range would be like late 20s to like 40s sort of thing. Um, people have asked before if they can bring kids. Cuba is a place specifically with Cuba, just with travel in general. Mm-hmm with bringing your kid to a restaurant with bringing, you know, things like that, like you, you want to be respectful of sort of other people's time and experience and things like that. So what we do when we have families, especially with like smaller kids, I'll say, okay, you, your family of four, I'll just set you guys up with a private trip. Mm. It just keeps it kind of easier yeah. that way. Ad, adults that don't, Know this kid. Don't have to be on the kid's schedule. Yeah,
0: because they're not gonna hang out at dinner for four hours. They're not doing dinner for four hours, drinking wine night.
1: until late. Yeah. Right. Like we can't do potty stops if we're in a van going somewhere. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, I totally get that. We have to sort of. It's it's kind of more catered toward the adult crowd. Yeah.
0: Well, and it helps curate the trip. so yeah. Before we dive into the five things segment that we do, I would. For you, what are the main benefits of group travel? One, you talked about it's like you get to create some of this like subculture inside of a foreign culture. What's right. the other, what do you think the other benefits really are?
1: Yeah, kind of expanding on that, like you, like if we all bump in and see stuff during the day, and what we also do is like set up where we get like a big house, a large shared house in all of these countries. So it's like two people to a room, but and like bathrooms in all of the rooms, but. After the day, people get back and just kind of kick it in the living room and, like, drink more wine and kind of digest all the different stuff that happened. Yeah. So you get to, like, formulate. It just opens up really great discussions. Everyone's kind of seeing the same stuff but through, like, their own filter. And then we can kind of break it down later and they can ask me questions. We end up staying up late talking about things almost every night. Um, Other benefits are especially in a place like Cuba, like we were kind of saying before we before we started, it's it's a very confusing place to be. Totally. So it's very important that you like have someone to kind of help you out do it, like help you kind of get around and exchange money or you'll be waiting in line for like four hours. There's just a lot of sort of benefits to going with someone who is like does it professionally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. yeah. Right. yeah.
0: And so the – how many different – trips are you guys doing in these countries is it like you have a cuba trip and it doesn't change much for now and so you have like set ones for 2018
1: so g- good question so in 2018 we're gonna kind of expand the different like we're gonna have a couple of different ones so mm-hmm. n- right now there are there's direct that you can now get direct flights from los angeles to havana yep you can get there in four and a half hours. So instead of doing a seven-day itinerary only, I'm going to do, this coming year, I'm going to do a four-night itinerary. So you would fly out there, it would like, all four nights in Havana, but different day trips to, like, Little Locals Beach to the tobacco country. So we're going to offer a shorter trip, like, kind of like a long weekend one. The normal seven-day ones where we go to Havana and Trinidad and the Bay of Pigs and Vinales. And then in December, this one I'm kind of pumped about, I'm going to Cuba by myself with our kind of guy, Jorge. yeah. He's, I'm flying into Havana, then I'm flying from Havana to Santiago de Cuba, and he's meeting me there. And we're going to spend about a week kind of figuring out where to take people on the east side of the island, which is super under-touristed and, like, not like no one goes there. I mean... Not no one goes there, but it's like a it's a lot more difficult to kind of get over there, and there's yeah. it's really pretty and like really untouched, but like super under the radar yeah. as far as like tourism goes. So yeah. that's where we're going next. That's sick. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'm super excited. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So diving in a little bit about really, we'd love to hear about the five things that you keep in mind when really crafting a unique travel experience. Um, so the first is is really the audience. Who do you view as your audience, and how are you going after? Like, putting yourself in front of them?
1: Um, so, I'm, we, we kind of think that our audience... We're kind of like... That's one that's a thing that we're kind of determining all the time, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, basically, though, it is someone who is willing to go with a stranger and with strangers to a foreign country and True. jump in a van with them. True. If the van breaks down, I buy them a beer and they'll just, make, like, chill with that. Like, there's someone who it, has a little bit of extra spending money, is down for the cultural experience of things. They don't expect like, these travel experiences to be extra, like, high-end luxury, it's all they're they're explorer, uh, like, curious, want to see the cultural side of things, plus they're down to drink beer in the day, all of that. Yeah. And they'll jump in a van again with strangers and not ask a question. Yeah. That's... I like that.
0: That's a fun way to go about I did yeah. a Salvador trip that way. Nice. That was really good. We yeah. did have a flat tire. We did blow out a tire on the road at one point. Did you guys
1: get beer and just
0: hang? We walked to a restaurant. Yeah, oh, yeah while perfect. They fixed the, Done. While they fixed that and you're good. And you're good. Slept in a hammock. It was amazing. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Okay. So, so, you. Yeah. So the <laughs> audience is first. Then let's uh-huh. talk about the location selection. So obviously Spain because you, you had like an intimate knowledge of it. Right. That was kind right. of like. Like a uh, lowest barrier to entry it right. feels like for you.
1: Yeah, completely. It was, yeah. It's like do what you know kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. the Spain thing was where we started and I was like, okay, this is great. But then very quickly I started doing little ones to Mexico also, which I still really love. And then when Cuba opened up, I was already kind of in a position where I speak Spanish fluently and I was already doing these like curated group Spanish speaking trips. Yeah. And then Cuba opened and it's just been a ton of interest as and far as that goes. people wanted that, yeah. People want that a lot. So... um right now, it's kind of, uh, I guess, like, we're do, we're going we're going to the places that the people want to go to. We have other things for the, fe- like, for 2019, 2020, I have other ideas of new places to take these group trips to, but for the time being, cute, like, Cuba's really great and underexplored still, and I'm just, I'm going to keep taking people there for cool. now. So, know?
0: if you were to get, like, someone's Thinking about planning a vacation, oh. maybe they're not going to go on a group vacation, but they want to go somewhere where they can get a really cool experience. What's a place that you've had in mind that you can share? You're not you're not trying to give up your locals locations, but where um, should someone go?
1: Where should some, what? Depending Outside on what Cuba, they want. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I
0: wanna I want okay. like an authentic local experience. I want to not be freezing.
1: Yeah, warm, beachy or city more? Beachy. Um, a town. So it's called San Pancho, and okay. it's right. Just next to Sayulita in Mexico. Okay. Go there. San Pancho. It's really, really like mellow and nice and like beachy and kind of hippie and like cute stuff. It, mm-hmm. there's no one there until this podcast comes out. Until
0: this podcast comes <laughs> now out. Everyone's you're welcome to San know. Pancho.
1: <laughs> um, it's, it's called the town is actually called San Francisco, like San Francisco, California. That's amazing. But Pancho is the short name for Francisco. Uh, so they, they just call, call it San, San Pancho. Pancho, yeah. When, yeah. is
0: Sayulita where a bunkhouse just opened that hotel or is that I
1: don't know. Did they? They they may have. Sayulita is getting Salulita's awesome also, but now it's a little like on the grid. I, don't I hate know when to say I do it.
0: this on podcast. Like I have like a half fact. Oh, okay. I'm like, maybe this happens. <laughs>
1: um, people are going to write yeah, in there. Oh, it
0: didn't. No, it's, it did. Oh, I know Bunkhouse, now owned by The Standard, just did a hotel that's either in Sayulita or it's right dead, it's really close in Mexico, and it okay. looks gorgeous.
1: We'll have to fact check it.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll fact check it out yeah. All right, so that's the audience location. Third thing yeah. um, what are you doing to really like keep these local and making sure that you're. You're So you have these people in Cuba, like you're yeah. talking to people who can really give you a good experience. Like to you, what's the importance of that? And then two, how do you make sure you keep it going, especially going to new places?
1: So the thing that I do every time – so with Spain, it was, you know, I had lived there and I had friends in the restaurant industry slash friends from when I lived there. Totally. So I, I, don't, I don't pretend to be like an expert on every single place. I – like link people up with experts on every single place. So like friends of mine in Spain became sort of our tour operators when I would bring people over there. So it's like, you know, different restaurant tours or like winemakers or whatever. Yeah. So I've just kept kind of kept doing that same thing. So when I went to Mexico, I went to this Sayulita and then this town San Pancho met these, met these guys at a restaurant. And then we like went to a bar and we we're drinking beer. They started renting out their own surfboards and then got a little shop there and then taught surf lessons. So then those dudes kind of, I would bring groups down there and then they kind of expanded their thing with, you know, our, us bringing people down plus other people doing it. Yeah. So now they have like a surf shop. They do kind of surf lessons and classes and excursions and they, they can kind of organize more stuff for us. So I just, I use experts in a specific place that I'm kind of friends with. Mm. Like I'll buy people a beer and just ask them like, Hey, like if I bring people down here, what could we, what could you do? Like what kind of services can you offer? So then when I went to Cuba I did cut sort of the same thing. I just like found a guy who knows all the guys. He's awesome and so when I go, you know, in December, it's me and guy who knows all the guys. He's yeah. he he's, we're just going to we're going to find the guys who know the like find the guys and then they will sort of lead all the yeah. excursions. Yeah. It's,
0: it's almost like um Tipping point. Malcolm Gladwell he talks about yeah, like yeah. the Fordham types of people. There's like the connector. That's like it. it's like finding the connector. Yes, right. If That's can, exactly you can right. then go find the mavens, who are the people who know like specifically about one thing. That's um, the thing. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm digress. This pops into my head. What airline do you fly mostly?
1: Um, right now, because I'm doing Cuba all the time, I'm flying Alaska. They have the direct flights to yeah. LA. Yeah. yeah. They
0: yeah. My, I was telling you earlier, my wife just went to, went to Cuba and she did the, they have the one flight there, one flight back every yeah. single day. Yep. Yeah. So are you getting like mad respect from Alaska Airlines at this point for booking all these trips with that? I feel like you should also somehow be this like airline, like guru <laughs> totally. of like how you're like, we're like telling them, listen, I'm booking like flights for like a hundred people a year. Yeah. Like. You should, be li- you should be like an Alaskan like ambassador of some type. I don't even type. know what – like I'm Delta, right? And it's okay. easy. They're, they're colors. I don't know if Alaska is like you're a Husky level or oh. you're like a Bald Eagle level. I okay. don't know what their levels are.
1: <laughs> but, but I would definitely be like Bald Eagle level at this point. Okay. Not from me flying all the time on my own, but I'm just like – constantly booking people from LA Were you
0: now. able to partner with them at all? Or you not- know what?
1: I've never even approached it. Mm. I have a ton of frequent flyer miles, and I have uh, a credit card that's linked with Alaska there that I go. get a bunch of miles for, yeah. which is kind of nice, okay. but... Partnering up would be nice. I feel like it's. Hard I should to, do that. I feel like it's hard to get in touch with airlines. It's super from that level. Yeah, on that level, yes. Yeah, their customer service though, is very good. I might. I'm Alaska. gonna plug Alaska real Alaska quick. Quickly. They're always super nice on the phone if I have any kind of changes. Yeah. But I've never spoken to someone like you know the, the marketing. Yeah. the marketing
0: person at Alaska. <laughs> well, it's
1: me, Andrew from Coast to Coast. Now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you sponsor all of uh, our trips what? now. Yeah. yeah. So you talked. We talked a little bit about the importance of. The community, this is the next thing we want to talk about, the community that's on the trips. How do you, like, do you feel like you're doing certain things to foster that? So one is obviously the house, right? The house Which would be different massive. than hotel room. Totally.
1: Yeah. It like, creates a different feeling. Yeah. And,
0: and so how do you, like, are there other things that you're trying to do? Do you, like, line up who's coming on the trip and you're like, oh, Joe's really going to like Fred? Or how do you...
1: That's a, that's a toughie. So yeah. I can't – it's hard to curate the group itself because – Yeah, it's
0: whoever books it. It's
1: whoever books Take it. Take the money, and yeah. What What I do though is that I'll vet them and I'll get them on the phone and I'll be like, it, a van, like the van is going to break at some point. I will buy you a beer and we're going to like stand on the side of the road. That's how it's going to go down. And we're cool with that, right? Or telling people that they have to bring a spare roll of toilet paper because a lot of places, you know, in foreign countries don't have toilet paper. So I have to yeah. sort of explain these things to people, which – Opens them up to the idea that it might – it's not going to be super glamorous. Like it's a – it's not – the Kardashians went to Cuba and people got this like really crazy idea that Cuba was super glam me and it's not. Um,
0: I, need to, I need to see that episode. I've never watched an episode of that show but – You should see I that would like one. to see the glamorous have, dude, version
1: of Cuba. I don't even know if I've seen that one. Uh, it, I, it was just like I got kind of a – like. A couple people that came after that that were like, "We want to do what they did," and I was like, "Ooh, you're on the wrong trip."
0: Were they already on the trip at that point?
1: They came. They came. I didn't like. So yeah, it sucks. Like it. I just need. I need people's expectations to not be like what reality TV makes it look like, right? Like I'm like, no, no, no. It's it's a third world country. It's a developing country. Like things are kind of difficult there. It's not all you know, cute pink cars and stuff like. there's So I vet people on the phone when they book, like right away, I'll like literally call them and say, Hey, like this is, this is the deal. It's going to be super great. It's going to be this very authentic, amazing, like super comfortable in our, in the house that we stay in. It's like been remodeled and like there's you know toilet paper yeah. it's like all the all the all the regular all things. the luxuries but um, it's
0: but it's not this all-inclusive resort like no, white marble kind su- super of not yeah. there's actually
1: it weirdly enough there is marble in the bathrooms okay. at this place they i found i found this house it's a 10 bedroom house it's in like in uh old havana it's like super well oh, cool. located all all of the people can fit in this one house instead of like five houses which has happened on my trips um and there's marble in the bathrooms. It's there pretty, you go. It's pretty damn nice. Nice. Flushes every time. Nice. <laughs> um, but I I vet people in that way. And then, like, when we get there, I just kind of start out with, welcome to Cuba. Anything you need, like, let me know. Like, don't expect me to sort of be a mind reader. Um, everyone needs to be respectful and nice to each other. I kind of, like, lay out the rules of, like, everyone needs to play fair. Like, be cool. We're in a foreign country. Be nice.
0: Have a great be, time.
1: Have yeah. a great time. Be nice to your fellow you know, to your fellow travelers, Travelers. like be patient, moving in a big group, you have to be patient. So I just kind of like reinstate that. And then I'm just kind of good at bringing people together. You guys talk about this.
0: Yeah. It, it seems like it plays to your skill
1: set
0: personality wise. Yeah. Yeah. So lastly then is the cost. Like I remember the first time I saw it, Mm -hmm. I, I can't even remember the email I sent. Like I just kind of mentioned, um, I mentioned like, oh, you know, how I wonder how you convince people that it's worth going on this trip as opposed to just booking yourself because mm-hmm. obviously you're paying a certain amount for sure. the the organization, right. which I I'm always curious as to like I'm weird in that like I really enjoy like a lot of the research that goes right. so I try to research the places we're going to stay, but I don't want to look at the things we're going to do. Because okay. I feel like in this day and age, people research the crap out of something, like in Iceland, yeah. and you go see the waterfall just to confirm it looks like the photos. Uh-huh. And I see like, what you mean, And yeah. you're like, okay. Okay. Check done, right? We did my wife and I did the Iceland, didn't look at many photos, but we were there for 12 nights and stayed in 12 different hotels. Like, oh, what's wow. well, guest houses there? You're in sure. people's houses pretty okay. much, but did like the entire country, like around the ring road, and it was really amazing. And I enjoy some of that part, right? So, yeah. when I was thinking about Costa Costa, was like, oh, you have to have people who one, they're looking for it to be off their plate in a lot of ways, um, which I can see it. I can see after planning other trips where you're like, yeah, I want that handled. Yeah. But two, you know, I I think it's, um, I can see where the value is, but how do you feel like you're like really pumping that in for people? Or maybe it is all in the convenience of them not having to plan it.
1: There's the convenience and the booking factor of it, which a lot of people just don't want it on their plate. It's, you know, if you have, like a demanding job, which a lot of, you know, it, like it's, it's extra, it's hours of and hours of extra work to totally. like plan this kind of stuff. So there's that. But then B, it's like, if, like you can plan Iceland all day long, but someone who's a professional at going to Iceland is going to do it better, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, be like,
0: everyone goes there actually, we're don't go, go here.
1: right? You don't want to go to that thing on the right, you want to go to the thing on the left. It's the waterfall that everyone posts about, that one kind of sucks. Look over here, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's not
0: worth four hours to walk to that plane crash,
1: right? right. right.
0: Should, uh, also, anyone going to Iceland. Not really worth walking to the plane crash.
1: There's a plane crash.
0: There's a there's a military plane that crashed. It's that plane that's just on the beach. They oh, left it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing Let's is, see, the no whole answer. story is they thought they ran out of gas. They didn't. They just forgot to flip it over, like to the other to, tank. To other tank. Oh no. And so they like crash land this plane out there. It's like DC whatever seventeen or whatever. And they just they left it. Dang. It was is fine. It was like a U.S. military plane. Sure. And They um, you, you used to be able to drive to it. But now you have to walk. And the beach at that point is like two miles. Okay. It's like a two-mile walk to this thing. Okay. And you know, it starts pouring randomly, and there's no coverage. And so I w- we remember getting there just like, well, this is cool, but this is kind of a three-hour excursion. Let's it's like not- head
1: back to the car now. Yeah. <laughs> Take a picture, and let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I, I no,
0: no, that's funny. There's a little funny. bit of a non sequitur there. So, that's good. That I like so, that story. Yeah. I mean, I think that's – to me, that was kind of the – You're not going to do – no one's going to know to do the things that you're taking them to
1: do. Right. And, like, even for me, like, I don't – again, I don't claim to be the all-knowing person in Cuba. I know (laughs) the all-knowing people in Cuba, though. Like, we bring you to the, like, local Cuban guides. Like, our architecture kind of, like, walking tour guide, he was a university professor for a really long time and speaks English and Spanish, like, totally fluently. Perfect. And you're just, like like – I don't. I don't know any of that stuff. Like, I mean, I know some of the facts that he's told me, like on the the walk. But he'll, dude. He's he like he's a professional at that thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's you. I we kind of like get people plugged in with the experts in that place that are local, that are from there. It supports local economy, which is yep. good for everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like. From almost from a philosophical level, you guys are giving people the half of travel that sometimes gets missed. Correct. And so this goes back to like what I was just saying, where a lot of times you go, and say so you're introverted or you're with like your spouse or a friend or whatever, and you you go look at things, but you're talking to each other the whole time. Right. Right. So you get some of the cultural experience, but you know you get another relational experience. Right. Uh, with those with those individuals and like the insider view. So it's almost like you're normally missing on like. 30 to 50% of what you could be getting out of a place. Right. And, like, having, like, the university. Like, that's amazing. You're not going to find that on your own.
1: We have an art curator friend that takes us out at night and, like, will just take us to, like, different galleries and stuff like that because he has friends that Mm -hmm. are, you know, gallery people or artists or whatever. And he'll be like, oh, cool. There's.
0: There's something happening tonight. Let's go to
1: it. We went to this, like, crazy ass dude. It was, like, um. At a university campus that's, like, this old – it was, like, an old government building that's kind of, like, crumbly yeah. on the water. Sick. This university, like, party thing. It, I don't it, – it was, like, thrown by the university, but it was, like, this kind of, like, underground DJ party thing that was on the water and the sea was all rough and, like, waves were splashing all high. Uh, Cuba Libre's, like, rum and Cokes were, like, 50 cents. There you go. We're just in the middle of, like, it's super far out of anywhere that you would be as a tourist. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, my friends are, like, DJing this one thing, blah, blah, blah. And we just, like, rolled out to this crazy party. That's I was awesome. like, this is, I would ne- I, I eat, I've would, been to Cuba 12 times in the last couple of years. I never would have known how to get to that. Mm. You know? You need, a, you need a guy. You need someone. You need, like, yeah. a guy who's cool that we're friends and he just takes us to cool stuff. Yeah. Nice. That's the, yeah.
0: So what's... What's next? Like, what are you? What are you guys excited about? You said 2018's planned. Yeah. Um. It also sounds like you're doing the alternative Cuba trip, the four day Cuba trip. Anything else that you guys are excited about?
1: So in January, we've teamed up with uh, Tiny Atlas Quarter, which is like a cool travel, uh, like travel magazine. Yeah. So they're gonna come and do a bunch of content. Their like their founder Emily is coming with us. Um. That January trip sold out in like two days, which was awesome. Um. Yeah. Because they promoted it. Because they promoted it. So that worked out really well. Um, yeah. When we do, we're, when we actually launch our East Side of Cuba trip in uh, May, June, we're going to work with a uh, company, like a media company called uh, The Adventure Handbook that are based out of Australia that we've worked with before. And they're super awesome. So we're kind of teaming up with bigger brands media companies travel magazines things like that in 2018 to like get the word out there more we oh yeah we finally have more budget to like bring people on board and now we're starting to like get pretty pretty cool people interested in it there's um another one also yeah field trip yeah field trip yeah field trip okay and they do kind of like photo excursions their big one is uh that they do like a 500 person it's like this like learn how to do photography stuff it's it's like a campout yeah, slash. Yeah,
0: we, um, we have Verve Coffee supports that a lot. Oh, so we do. Like we'd go do the coffee for it. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Cool. What, at this one, at specifically at the, the last yacht, one. the yacht field trips in like near Santa Barbara.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, because the last one got messed up, right? Right. Because it was supposed to be there, El there was Capitan. Like rain or something. Yeah, crazy rain. Yeah, half of El Capitan is destroyed. Dude, okay, They good. moved it in like two days.
1: Right. That's insane. That's insane. They have th- their team is nuts. I talked to Whitney the other day, who's mm-hmm. like the founder on the phone, and the mm-hmm. guy was just like. He's like, we want to work with you guys. You guys are great. We want to do... Because they were doing these cultural ones. They did one in, to India. They've been to, like, I think an Iceland one as well. They were doing these, like, kind of photography-based cultural trips. So yeah. I talked to him, like, two days ago, and he's like, we want to do Cuba with you guys, and can you just, like, can we work with you, and you just run it? And you I was run like, it, but yes. it's a trip. That's it's like... a trip with them. So I would bring, like, one of their photographers to kind of do workshops and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, we're... He, they're, they do the Santa Barbara one, the El Capizan one. There's like 500 people that go to it. He's like, that's plenty. Like, I don't want to do the international ones also. And they partnered up with us. They're like, you, you do international. We'll do the Santa Barbara one. And that'll be that. Yeah. That, that was literally, I think it was on Tuesday that we spoke and nice. I was like, cool. Yeah. That'll be great. Thank, stuff for next Thanks year. man. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> right. do it. Sounds good.
0: Yeah. All right. So we'll close with one more, one more fun question. Uh-huh. Um, and this is this may be hard for people to believe, since it, it sounds like this job's amazing. Yes. But if you could have any other career, Oof. money, and this is one of those money's no object things. Yeah, like me, I would be a major league baseball
1: umpire. Okay, umpire'd be a fun one. Well, I guess
0: or I would be a star athlete. That's option two. Oh, but I'll take like the, the umpire. Umpire it's one's less more hard. realistic. <laughs> yeah, the umpire one's more realistic.
1: It's more realistic. I, to be, to be honest, I like this job is very difficult, but it's super, super rewarding. I would do some form or another of this where if if it wasn't about like getting people on board, I would have people, I would send people on trips for these kind of cultural immersion things. I, I love getting people out of their sort of comfort zone and like integrating with other cultures and like figuring stuff out and like kind of creating these bonds and these sort of like friendships, um, that I would just do it and not have to worry about, you know, rent and mortgage and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Like I would just like do it for free and be like, "Oh, you're interested in this. Oh, you I, would, go there? I would work with like nonprofits to make them go abroad nice. and I'd have just a ton of money to like let them do that on my dime."
0: Yeah. That's, That's awesome. I yeah. I do now I have one more
1: question. Yeah.
0: Lonely Planet.
1: Yes. Good or bad? Uh, great. The I mean, I moved to Spain in 2004, and I had a copy of Lonely Planet that I, like, used the shit out of. Yeah. I, like, you know, highlighted and folded. It's so tattered. Yeah. I the, lost it in a move, but it was, like, be- a... Gold.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You get the the well, if you get it on your iPhone, because you can download like the individual countries for like six bucks or whatever. It's oh, six, cool. you can just like you can you can use the search feature so you can find everything really quickly. Oh, really? Like inside of it. And that's then really good. We did that like as we were driving around. I'll go back to Iceland. Driving around Iceland, yeah. there's like a lot of driving and sure. you don't know what you're looking at, And you don't at. know where
1: you're going. Yeah. And, and so you it, can like, just read the history you. of all
0: these towns as you're going through. It's really, totally. really cool. I think right. yeah,
1: I think Lonely Planet is awesome. And I there's a podcast I listen to. Like, it's, it was either Startup Podcast or How I Built This, and they were talking to... Oh, they're on... Yeah, I think they're on How I Built This. It was, this. like, the couple talking about it and just their story of, like... We just went on a caravan ride through like India and blah 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 in like the '60s, and they're like, "Let's just write a little bit about India," and then it just kind of built from there. I was like, "You guys are fucking cool." Yeah, that's
0: like. I a, shouldn't say the F word. It's right. all right. <laughs> okay. we, I think we get two. I think we get two it's before it has <laughs> to be. <laughs> it has to be an explicit <laughs> podcast. Um, there's uh, only one, right? That was yeah, yeah there's only one. Yo, that's seven. Let's that's, <laughs> <You need to laughs> that out of you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Sure. Can you tell people where to find you guys
1: online? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, it's Coast to Costa, which. Sounds really nice. It's coast nice. to coast in Spanish, right? Yeah. Uh, see, I, spelling it, spelling it on the phone specifically is rough. Um, the 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 website is coasttocosta dot com, and then on Instagram under the same same handle, Costa yep. costa Altogether, uh, yeah. Info at Costa Costa is if the email. You, if you want to hit you on email, just hit us up. What about
0: you personally? Do you, do you, you must have a pop
1: in Instagram feed, do I all this don't. travel. This is, this you is should. so funny. I know I should, right? Yep. I, the Behind the scenes of Costa Costa. Yes. I didn't even want to get Instagram. And then someone is like, You have to get it because you need to promote this travel company of theirs like three or four years ago. And I've like reluctantly got it. And now people are like, You don't have your own. What's the matter with you?
0: Well, I'm I think behind. too, because yeah. if I was like, Oh, I'm going to, maybe we're going to go on this trip. Who's it led by this, led by this b- dude, b- Andrew? Right. Like, is he a serial killer? Right.
1: That's question one. <laughs>
0: question and the answer one. is yes. The yes, he is, is, a is a serial killer. killer. Yeah, no, but if you have like Instagram, it's like you and a dog,
1: sure. you and your wife. Me and my wife. You and cute, The dog's cute. You yeah, Yeah. done. So
0: cute. I'll book that trip. I'm going with him. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. and, um, we'll wrap it up there then. Yeah. We'll also say you can find us at uh, co. also on any of the social handles at shapeshiftreport um, and let us know in the comments anything you want to know about the episode and we'll make sure to get back to you. Thanks.